Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Injury Lawyer Studio, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Catch the Three Tailgater Show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans, 1061 Nash Icon. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicades, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Rigo, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk sports in substantive fashion with informed guests. To join in the conversation, call 504 260 1061. Now, here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and Delgado Baseball. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Friday night edition here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com, and our TuneIn app is available for you anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. If you're at home and you don't pick up radio, you can always pick us up via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon 106.1 FM. You can always go back and listen to the show or listen to part of it or listen to what you missed via our podcast. You can find it by going to CrescentCitySports.com, going to the left column on the front page and click on Podcast to listen back to what you liked or what you may have missed. And, of course, you can email me at Ken at com, or the number to call is 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. So many ways to connect, and we love to connect, and we certainly hope that you like connecting too and that you will reach out and connect with us. As we speak, we continue with the all-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Basketball Classic, the 11th annual event taking place here at the Alario Center in West Wego, where semifinal games are taking place here this evening. And the finals tomorrow, four championship brackets will have all four championship games live streamed for you at CrescentCitySports.com. That's CrescentCitySports.com. We'll do it for you tomorrow starting at 2 p.m. And again, games to be played at 2, 3.30, 5, and 6.30 tomorrow here on CrescentCitySports.com. You can watch the live stream. I'll have the call of those games. Uh, Ponchatoula head coach Trisha Landesh will join me for the two girls' championship games, the state bracket and the national bracket. And on the boys' side, I'll be joined by longtime coach Bill Gallagher on the call of the boys' state bracket championship and the boys' national bracket championship as well all at crescentcitysports.com we're proud to be part of that event now for 11 years running the all-state sugar bowl national prep classic and nobody does more for this community when it comes to amateur sports than the all-state sugar bowl goes without saying and look this is a really good entity it's a terrific event and you have many national teams many local teams that are in the semifinals. of course consolation games going on the whole time as well you got six courts working here 
all throughout the course of the event and a ton of support from the public that has shown up in droves for many years and continues to do that this year. And of course, this year they added a junior high element to this particular event, which gave them a fifth bracket. The junior high championship has already been decided, and that was won by the Country Day junior high team, which defeated John Curtis Christian for the victory of that inaugural event. But four other championships to be crowned, and we certainly hope that you will come on out to the Alario Center in West Wego. It's easy access, plenty of parking, a great venue, and some really good basketball going on. And it's not just boys, it's girls and boys. So you have the opportunity to see the very best in Louisiana and some of the better teams in the country that are here participating in this particular event, courtesy of the All-State Sugar Bowl. Again, it's 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. Well, a big game tonight at Smoothie King Center. Western Conference battle between your New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Clippers. It's big on many, many fronts. Right now, look at the Western Conference standings. Start there. The Clippers are currently fourth in the West at 21 and 12. The Pelicans are currently sixth in the West at 21 and 14. That's just one game behind the Clippers. So you beat the Clippers tonight. You're no longer a game behind them. You're even with them. And that would speak volumes, and the Pelicans would move ahead by percentage points if they did beat the Clippers tonight. The second part of that is you got two teams that are two of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. When you look at the current win streaks in the NBA, well, look at the Pelicans and look at the Clippers. The longest win streak in the league right now belongs to the Indiana Pacers. Surprising team scoring a bushel of points over in the Eastern Conference. They are fifth in the East at 19 and 14. They've won five consecutive games as we speak and basically just outscoring opponents. But the Pelicans and the Clippers have won four straight. And it's not just winning games. It's the fashion in which the Pelicans have won games. The last three games, they've dominated these games by an average of nearly 20 points a game in terms of the winning margin of those particular games. So it's pretty special to see what the Pelicans have done in these games most recently to build this win streak. The other part of that is the balance that New Orleans has had. But you really have to start with the big three because the big three are averaging over 20 points a game each with the one-game exception where the Pelicans pulled everybody against Brooklyn in a blowout win. So when you get Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum going the way that they've been going lately together, that's a pretty difficult trio to beat. And if they get any support, which has truly been the case of late, then this team really becomes dominant. Jonas Valanciunas has been a consistently good player. He hasn't scored much of late, Foul trouble's been part of an issue. And the other part of that is the return of Larry Nance, who's really invigorated this team. Larry Nance Jr. plays with energy. He plays smart. He's undersized as a post player. But he also takes advantage of that on the offensive side of the floor, for sure. And on the defensive side, he competes very well. What he lacks in size and rebounding, he makes up for in other areas. And he's given the Pelicans something they have not had much of the year, which is a good backup post player. It's a position they've really struggled at before Nance got back healthy. Then, of course, you look at Dyson Daniels. He's actually made a few shots of late. And we've lamented the lack of his shooting ability on this show, but there's no doubting his defensive prowess. There's no doubting his ability to handle the basketball. He can pass the ball, too. It's all about shooting and whether he'll be able to shoot the ball effectively enough to be a good NBA player for a time to come, which also transitions into Herb Jones. 
Herb Jones has been making some shots of late, and nobody would accuse him or call him a shooter, but he's an elite defender, a willing rebounder, and offensively, he's certainly efficient around the rim. If he can expand his game to be able to knock down perimeter shots, in particular the corner three, now he becomes a more complete player. And we've seen evidence of that most recently. And that's been important on many fronts, not the least of which is the fact that Trey Murphy has missed the last few games with knee soreness. Remember, he had the knee injury, which kept him out for the first few months of the season. When he returned, he was really good. I mean, he gave this team a tremendous lift. When he goes down, you're going to struggle to replace that productivity. It's not just Murphy's stretch ability, his ability to shoot the three. It's his length, uh, the fact that he's expanded his game and can get to the paint and finish some shots or get to the free throw line, and the fact that he's a solid defender with his wingspan and length as well. But right now, you've had Jones step up to really help fill the gap there. You've had Daniel step up and make some plays. And then, of course, there's Jose Alvarado, and who, the young man who always provides great energy, always provides aggressive defense, and always gives you a chance uh, to compete very well when you go to your bench. And a guy that infuriates opponents on a regular basis. Well, he's played very well lately on both ends of the floor. He's been a significant contributor on the offensive end, able to finish some floaters and to knock down a few threes as well. And that has really given the Pelicans another good option. Najee Marshall is still a, you know, he's a tough guy. He's a glue guy. Not going to do anything to knock your socks off or impress you. He's just a solid player. And he fills that role well. And he understands what his role is. As long as he doesn't get too crazy about shooting long-distance shots, uh, then he's fine. Once in a while, he'll take a couple that maybe you wish he wouldn't. But by and large, he's a good player. And he's been solid for this team throughout. They even got a couple of decent minutes out of Cody Zeller in the last game. That's a bonus because that's not something that you count on on a regular basis. But he did give you that. And hopefully that continues. E.J. Liddell recalled from their G League team. Uh, he's going to float back and forth. Again, there's just no role for him on this team when you look at the depth that this team has, when you look at the productivity that this team has. Jordan Hawkins, again, like the player, like his abilities, like his future. It's a matter of how you get minutes with this lineup, how you get minutes with this configuration of a roster that you have. Started off the season very well, and then, of course, has had to take a back seat uh, since uh, the return of Trey Murphy. And when Trey Murphy went down, well, guess what? Hawkins started playing some again. And that's kind of what you get, tit for tat, one replacing the other. Why? Because they're both shooters. Now, Murphy's longer than Hawkins, three inches taller, but Hawkins gives you some of the same things, in particular from distance. And yes, he's missed some threes lately. The number's not really tilting in his favor, but that's also due to the fact that he's had a lot of DNPs. And when you sit like that, it's hard to get a rhythm going when you're called upon to play. But what you know about shooters is this keep shooting don't be deterred by the fact that you missed a few shots that's your game that's who you are go out and continue to play aggressively and when the opportunity presents itself and you have the look take it shoot it be that guy and I think that that's what you're looking at with regard to Hawkins I like him I think he's a good player and I think there's a definitive future for him uh, where this team is concerned I think they made a pretty solid draft pick with him so when you look at the Western Conference, right now the Timberwolves 
still sit on top at 24 and 9. They've lost two games for the first time in succession this season after the Pelicans waxed them in Minneapolis earlier this week. Pelicans are finished with the T-Wolves. They played four games this year and they split the four and the Pelicans really let a game get away at home that they lost by one. Easily could have won that season series. What does that all mean? It's all about matchups. You look at matchups and the Pelicans, to me, would seem to match up well with the Timberwolves. I know the Timberwolves have length and size, but the Pelicans really have more quickness than them. So it's a strength against strength matchup and they're different strengths and I like the way it's looked when the Pelicans have played them. Oklahoma City, sure do like that team. 23-10, and 10. Chet Holmgren has made that much of a difference, and of course, Jay Gildas Alexander has been remarkable. Great player. They have a bench. That's just a really good young team. Saw this coming. We talked about it before the start of the season, fully expecting they'd be a real contender this year. We thought that they would be last year's version of Sacramento, and that's turned out to be true to this point. Sacramento was a breakthrough team a year ago. Scoring points in droves with good young players and advanced in the playoffs. Oklahoma City looks to be that team this year. Then, of course, the defending champion Denver Nuggets. Uh, they're really, truly percentage points behind the Thunder. Uh, basically still more or less in a tie for second. 25-11, and 11, they've won two straight, including the improbable comeback win over Golden State last evening. And if you haven't seen the highlights... Nikola Jokic at the buzzer, banks in a three from about 35 feet to provide the victory for Denver in that game. Was it fortuitous? Sure, but he got the shot off, and he made it. And the Nuggets are going to be there. You know that. And you know that, in my mind, I think the Thunder and the Timberwolves are also going to be there. When I say be there, I mean to contend for Western Conference championship honors. So that leads you to the next cluster of teams. The Clippers, who are in town tonight, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Mavericks. I would put the Suns in that category, too, even though they're just 18 and 16. When you got Durant and Booker, <laughs> you've got to be considered a threat. So let's look at those teams. Sacramento, Pelicans have swept them this year, beaten them three times. I mean, talk about good matchups, right? The numbers don't lie. Mavericks. Well, we all know what Luka Doncic is, but Irving's been out, and he's been out for a long time, and the Mavericks are all about perimeter shooting. When they shoot the ball well, they're really good. They don't shoot it well, they're not that good. Doncic is fantastic. When he has Irving with him, they're really dangerous. It's all about matching up. They're going to get theirs. You've got to limit the uh, players around them and not allow those supplemental players to be players that can hurt you in a big way. Houston Rockets, good young team. They've rebuilt very quickly to be very competitive. You saw them beat the Pelicans in New Orleans. They play tough. They play physical. They're going to mess with you, and they're a tough matchup. I mean, they're one of the teams that you probably don't want to see down the road if you're thinking playoffs. Phoenix mentioned Durant and Booker, great players. Whatever they put around them, again, supporting cast members are important, and that's the same thing with the Lakers when you're talking about LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, Reeves is pretty good. Other than that, they just haven't gotten the productivity out of other players that they expected. That's why they're 17 and 18. They played great in that quote-unquote in-season tournament where they hung a banner. Wow, congratulations. Since then, they haven't done anything. 
They've been awful. That's why they're under 500. They've lost eight out of 10 games. Pelicans drilled them by 20 in New Orleans, gaining revenge for that in-season tournament blowout loss in Las Vegas. Golden State treading water. 16 and 18. Draymond Green, will he return? When? We'll see. Certainly would give them a lift on the floor. As much as you dislike him as a player slash person, he is a tough guy who gives them an identity and really helps that team. Steph Curry's doing what he can, but other players just aren't really what they thought they would be for that particular franchise. Utah, you know, they've got marketing. They've got really two or three good players, but not a threat in my mind. They have won three in a row. Give Utah credit. Always been a tough matchup for the Pelicans, who finally got over the hump against them at home most recently. Memphis, well, since they've gotten John Morant, they're better for sure. But they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. They're 11-23. and 23. To put that in perspective, they're nine and a half games behind the Pelicans in the standings. That's a lot of games to make up. They've played 34 games, so they have 48 left. Pelicans have played 35. They have 47 left. Nine and a half games is a lot to make up. Portland and San Antonio are lottery teams all the way. San Antonio, of course, Victor Wembanyama is a special player. And we saw evidence of that against Milwaukee last night. If you've seen the highlights of that, it's pretty special. Young man is an incredible talent who has a great future. He's so long. He's so flexible. He's so versatile. His handle is so good for a big guy. Portland is maybe ultimately finishing behind the Spurs. I don't know. They're, they're clearly in a start-over mode. That goes without saying. They signaled that and told you that when they, they let Dame Lillard get away. So you knew that was coming. Bottom line is Western Conference, Pelicans, the goal. The first goal, of course, is to make the postseason. That means top ten. But the Pelicans are beyond that. Their next goal has to be to avoid the play-in, to be a top 16. Very important for them to accomplish this. I think that's absolutely doable and absolutely a goal that uh, they need to be striving for and should be attainable. And then the next goal is to be a top 14. Because then you're home. You know it, and that's huge, having home court advantage. Can they get there? Well, again, I mentioned the teams. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Denver, to me, are the three best teams. And I think the Pelicans fit in nicely with the next bunch, starting with the Clippers, who they play tonight, where you'll get a very good look at the comparison and the contrast between the two teams. And the Kings, they've drilled them. They've handled them this year. Mavericks, hot and cold. Rockets, tough team, as I mentioned, but I think the Pelicans are better than the Rockets. So, in the long-term look at things, in the grand scheme of things, I think the Pelicans are in pretty good shape, and they have an opportunity to really be that team. When I say that team, to be a top-four team, and they have a chance to be in that particular mix to be at a home advantage in a playoff series. I think they're in pretty good shape to do so, because then the other factor is relative health. And so far, so good. Knock on wood with Zion Williamson. They've used him the right way. They've sat him uh, at appropriate times, frustrating to some, but certainly the right move to make when they've done it. And so far, Brandon Ingram's been able to play a majority of the games. McCollum's been out there for the majority of the games. You know Valanciunas is going to be out there. He's a tough guy, and he always answers the bell. So, again, this is applicable to every team in the league, and that's the relative health of the respective teams. And it goes without saying that if you can remain healthy uh, with this roster, without any major injuries, without guys missing major time, to me, 
this is a New Orleans team that's clearly top six and I think realistically has a chance to be top four. That's as I see it at this point. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I believe it can. And I think you've seen the evidence of that over the course of this four-game win streak, clearly the best stretch of the season for the Pelicans. It could become a superb stretch if they can find a way to get it done in a big Western Conference game tonight against the Clippers, who are playing very well. And when Kawhi Leonard plays, they're good. But we knew that already, and we know what Paul George is. They've got good players, and they're playing good basketball, but so is New Orleans, which makes this such an intriguing matchup at Smoothie King Center. Tonight, of course, we'll have a story on it tomorrow morning for you at CrescentCitySports.com on the game and giving you the lowdown of where the New Orleans Pelicans are right now. These are fun times for New Orleans Pelicans and their fans. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. When we resume in just a moment, we'll get into the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. Glad you're with us on this Friday. Ken Trahan here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana High School State Championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food in a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Martin. Or if you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. The Home Depot makes it easy to shop and save on appliances in-store and online. Enjoy savings on top brands like GE, LG, Frigidaire, Whirlpool, and more. Find kitchen appliances with helpful features like customized organization and save time with laundry appliances that have faster wash and dry cycles. Shop now and get up to $450 off select appliances at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid January 4th through 24. Gas ranges and dryers extra. U.S. only. See store or online for details. It's Macy's one-day sale now with great deals of the day, like 40 to 60% off handbags, shoes, and accessories to complete any look, 50 to 65% off warm, on-trend coats for her, and 50% off designer bedding from hotel collection and more. Plus, get your online order even faster when you pick up in-store or curbside at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up? I'm tired of feeling so bloated. That used to be me. Then I got this. Aligned bloating relief plus food digestion. A probiotic, right? Yeah, it works naturally with your gut to help soothe occasional bloating and gas. Plus, it has vitamin B12 to aid digestion by helping convert food to cellular energy. Two benefits, one capsule. Aligned bloating relief plus food digestion from the number one doctor-recommended probiotic brand. Learn more at AlignProbiotics.com. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? 
Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's Macy's one-day sale now with great deals of the day, like 40 to 60% off handbags, shoes, and accessories to complete any look, 50 to 65% off warm, on-trend coats for her, and 50% off designer bedding from hotel collection and more. Plus, get your online order even faster when you pick up in-store or curbside at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This report is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Join the growing team at Progressive Insurance. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Slow traffic between uh, Metairie and North Claiborne Avenue on eastbound I-10. 21-minute ride eastbound I-10, Kenner to downtown. Stop and go flow westbound I-10 between Canal and the Claiborne flyover. Also seeing some slow traffic eastbound I-10 across the twin spans. About a four-minute delay right now. It looks like things are backing off a little bit, and the volume that we had is not as strong as it was earlier. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Calling all listeners, what's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. We continue on with... All access for a Friday night. Ken Trahan with you from the Alario Center where the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic continues here this evening with semifinal games. Admissions inexpensive. We encourage you to come out and support great high school basketball both on the girls' and boys' side here at the Alario Center in West Wego. Great opportunity to do so and to see some really good teams in the process. So we hope you can make it out here. I think you would enjoy the opportunity to do so. Of course, the New Orleans Saints are preparing for their regular season finale against the Atlanta Falcons. And where is the, this going to put the Saints? I mean, look, we all know where they're at right now. We all know uh, what the situation is surrounding the playoffs. And it's a pretty simple situation for the Saints. you got to win the game. That's all. I mean, win. And then worry about everything else that comes after that. Just win. If you beat the Falcons, you give yourself a chance. If you beat the Falcons, you end up with a winning record for whatever that's worth. If you beat the Falcons, you've beaten a rival that you can't stand, your biggest rival, that you clearly have issues with all the time. And if you beat the Falcons, well, now you can, you, now you can take a look at what's happening with these other games because there's two ways for the Saints to make the playoffs. Number one is obvious, beat Atlanta and to have Carolina upset Tampa Bay. The second part is unlikely. Carolina stinks. They're 2-14. and 14. Their owner's throwing stuff at opposing fans and getting fined. Their rookie quarterback couldn't put a point on the board last week, and they're probably playing to go home. You hope not, but you got to look at it that way. So the likelihood of the Panthers beating the Bucks very slim in my mind. So then there's the second path for the Saints to make the playoffs. 
which is, of course, again, win the game against the Falcons. That's number one. That has to happen. But then they need help elsewhere. They need the Bears to go to Green Bay and win, which they haven't done in forever. Double-digit wins in succession at home for Green Bay over the Bears. Bears playing pretty well of late, though. So we'll see how that works out. But the other part of that is even if Chicago beats Green Bay, the Saints still need the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. Neither one of those scenarios is impossible. The Bears have played well of late. Packers are their rival. They can't stand them. They're tired of hearing about how they lose in Green Bay all the time. And Justin Fields is tired of hearing about how he may not be the quarterback of the Bears next year, even though he's played pretty well when healthy this year and was a first-round pick and an investment by this team. He's sitting there listening to all of these Caleb Williams conversations about how the Bears should trade him and draft Caleb Williams. And, and listen, that could happen. And if it does, the Bears could get great value for Fields. If they really love Williams, it might be a smart move to make on their part. On the other hand, Fields is playing pretty well, and he's playing himself into being a strong consideration to be your guy from what I'm looking at. If he isn't, then he certainly can be the guy for somebody else. I don't think there's any doubt about that when you look at the way he's played. And as for the other game, the Cardinals and the Seahawks, well, the Seahawks are coming off of a very difficult loss a week ago. The game they needed desperately, they didn't get it. So it put them in a tough spot. By the way, when you look at the schedule this week, the Saints game with the Falcons is at the same time as Tampa Bay's game with Carolina. The Chicago Green Bay game is a 325 game later on in the day, and the Seattle-Arizona game is a 325 game. So what does that mean? Well, the time window will certainly clear things up for you. Because if Tampa Bay has lost its game to Carolina and the Saints have won, well, you know already you're the NFC South champ. But if Tampa Bay has won its game and the Saints have won its game, their game, then you have to sit and wait for the late window games to see if you've got any shot. Chicago at Green Bay, Seattle at Arizona. Of course, the Cardinals are at home, and they're coming off of a gigantic win at Philadelphia, so they're not quitting by any stretch. They're playing hard, and they're at home in Glendale. And as I mentioned, the Bears, I think, are motivated with the upswing they've had, with the quarterback trying to play for his future, with the coach trying to play for his future, and against a rival team they hate and haven't beaten in Green Bay in a long, long time. So I think there are some things that set up for the second scenario to at least have a chance to take place. In fact, you can make the argument that there's a better chance at the second scenario and becoming a wild card team than there is at the first scenario and being a division champion. Because again, Carolina's that bad. I just don't see them showing up and being able to beat the Buccaneers with the way they've played and the way their team is constructed right now. I mean, they couldn't score a point last week. How can you possibly like a team like that? and where they are. I don't see that at all. So I just don't think that they're in a position to to really make a serious run at beating Tampa Bay. Hope I'm wrong, but I certainly think that that is where we're at. As far as the Saints are concerned, I mean, they obviously have played better offensively in the second half of the season than in the first half. It's not lights out. It's not great, but it's been a lot better. And they've outscored everybody in the division, so they've scored points. Of course, they had the miserable streak 
of not being able to score touchdowns in the red zone and then the miserable streak of not being able to score a touchdown to start a game until week 16. But they've overcome that. Defensively, they were below average against a run much of the year. They've been okay lately. Below average rushing the passer until recently. They've gotten better at that recently. Can that continue? Well, it's going to have to against the Falcons. And the Saints, of course, go into this banged up. Every, everybody is banged up this time of the year. Now, when you talk about being banged up, it's all about the relativity as to who it is that's hurt. If it's lesser players, you really don't have a problem. If it's starters, you have a bit of a problem. If it's stars, you have a real problem. Well, the Saints have a star that looks like he's not playing Alvin Kamara with his ankle, and that's a big loss because Jamal Williams just hasn't been productive. He had a decent game last week, but he hasn't scored a touchdown. He's not a pass catcher, and he's not a particularly good pass protector. Doesn't look like a good signing, and they drafted Kendry Miller, and he's still hurt. Been out forever. The ankle been limited this week, and again, with you got to have somebody available to back up Williams. Otherwise, you're going to see a lot of the fullback Prentice, Adam Prentice, and a lot of Taysom Hill in all likelihood offensively for the Saints in this game. Juwan Johnson's been limited this week. Boy, you need him out there. He's been everything you hoped he would be at the start of the season in the last few weeks. I mean, he was disappointing for 10 to 12 weeks. Injury played a role in that. He's healthy now, at least was until this past week when he suffered a chest injury. And he's been limited this week because of that. But, boy, he's been some good most recently and had a breakout game a week ago and has become a really important part of this attack offensively. And Derek Carr has developed great trust in him that we saw in training camp and thought that would be the case carried into the season. Meanwhile, you've got the safety, Lonnie Johnson, with a knee injury. Nephi Sewell, the linebacker, with a knee injury. Landon Young with a knee injury. So the right tackle spot looks like Garcia is going to have to play. And that's really, again, a problem because you're without Ramchek as well and you're down to your third guy at that right tackle spot, which has been a, a definitive concern. A.T. Perry's had an illness this week. You certainly want him on the field. And then, of course, there's Chris Olave, who's been limited this week with the ankle. i got to figure he's going to give it a go with a game this important. Eric McCoy limited as well with a foot injury. They need him very much so, and you certainly hope that he can get the job done uh, in that regard. As well, Peyton Turner, well, you know, need we even discuss him? He's listed as limited, but again, you haven't been able to count on this guy at all. So why would you even figure on it? I mean, again, you can't emphasize how disappointing he has been. You know, Colin Saunders back limited. You know, he's a big rotation guy inside for that defensive line. So they need him. As for the Falcons, center Drew Dalman. Safety DeMarco Hellams banged up for them. Interestingly enough, Taylor Haneke's been limited with an ankle this week, and of course he is their starting quarterback now. And I've said it earlier in the year and didn't vary from the uh, original opinion, which is the Falcons are better off with Heineke at quarterback than Desmond Ritter. Heineke gives them more possibilities throwing the football, in my estimation. Heineke's the starter now. But he's limited with an ankle. But keep in mind, the Saints lost to the Falcons 24-15 in Atlanta with Desmond Ritter quarterbacking that team. But the big thing there was twofold. Derek Carr's pick six that he threw in the red zone and the fact that the Falcons ran all over the Saints for over 220 yards rushing. So neither of those can happen. Carr can't throw the critical interception. 
which he's avoided for the most part this season. And the Saints cannot give up 220 yards rushing. They can't give up, realistically, 150 yards rushing and expect to have great success defensively. First things first, you've got to shut down the run, stop the run, make Atlanta a passing team, make them show you they can beat you. And, yes, I know they've got London. I know they've got Pitts. But you've got to make them throw the football. Hey, they're two games under 500. They've earned their record. They're not that good either. Okay? So let's be realistic about this. Uh, everybody talks about the fact that the Falcons have young players and they got a good future and all this. And that may be true, but they are who they are. They're not that good. Okay? Neither are the New Orleans Saints, for that matter, and the Saints lost a game to them earlier. I said before the season started, the Saints would win the division and go 5-1 and one in the division. Well, if they beat the Falcons, they'll end up 4-2 and two in the division. And if they lose the division, it's because they didn't go 5-1, and one, which they should have gone against this competition. The Carolina games, as it turned out, should have been a layup, by and large were. They did split with Tampa Bay. Now they have to earn a split with Atlanta, which at least would give them a winning record in the division, which, of course, obviously is important, but not important enough if you cannot win the division. And the biggest part there is the Saints do not control their own destiny. They put themselves in that position. A couple of games that got away early in the season. We say this all the time. There's going to be one or two that come back to haunt you. The Green Bay game is Exhibit A. But the Houston game, Groupie misses a big kick to give them a chance. And then, of course, the Jacksonville game where Morrow drops the touchdown pass where the Saints could have tied the game. Those are memories that linger, are frustrating, and that you know uh, would come back to get you at some point in time. Scratch your head about losing to Josh Dobbs in Minnesota. Got to got benched a couple of weeks later. Saints faced a lot of subpar quarterbacks this year and just didn't fare as well as you thought they would against them. But here we go. Win the game, have a winning season. That's an improvement over last year for whatever that's worth. Is it fool's gold? Yes, if you don't make the playoffs. Because you got an aging roster. And the Saints are going to have to make some cap decisions after the season. They're going to have to, more than anything, hit it and hit it big in the draft. You cannot afford any more Marcus Davenport's, Peyton Turner's, Trevor Pennings. It's simply not good enough. You can make the argument that Cesar Ruiz hasn't played to the level of where he was drafted. And I think that would be an accurate statement, even though he's been competent. Andrew Speed has been their best offensive lineman, hands down. By the way, Demario Davis ranks second second inside linebackers in grading, according to Pro Football Focus, but doesn't make the Pro Bowl. This guy's been disrespected for so long in this league, and he continues to play at a high level because he keeps himself in great shape. His worth ethic is phenomenal. His leadership skills are off the charts, and he's just a great guy. You know at some point he'll slow down, witness Cam Jordan this year, but Davis has been very important to this team this year and certainly figures prominently in the mix moving forward to next year with whatever the coaching staff looks like. Right now, if you ask me today, I think Dennis Allen is back and I think there are changes that will be made to his staff. Just my opinion based on what I've seen and what I've heard doesn't mean I advocate it. Just telling you. 504-260-1061. Glad you're with us on this Friday night. Ken Trahan with you. When we return, we'll talk about Harlan Berry. 
among other things, as we continue with all access from the Alario Center here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. You still thinking job change in the new year? Yeah, I need something that's in high demand and more stable in this economy. IT? Yeah, cybersecurity, maybe even AI. That's what I did. Really? How? Went to My Computer Career. You don't need any prior experience, and you could start your new career in a matter of months. A lot of IT pros go to school there, too, to level up. Sweet. Are classes online or on campus? Both. Wow, I'll check it out. Thanks. Make this your year. Take the free career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Start learning a new language today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidence consultation. Call 800-709-7022. 800-709-7022. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This report is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is making it easy to save money. When you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters, you'll earn a multi-policy discount. Easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. 28 minutes eastbound I-10, Kenner to downtown, 14-minute delay at this time, seeing a 10-minute ride westbound Crescent City Connection HOV lanes. And from the I-10 split to Terry Parkway on the westbound side, it's taken about 14 minutes and 8-minute delay there as well. No big accidents to report now as the ones we had on the secondaries have been cleared off. Uh, looks like about a seven-minute ride westbound Earhart Expressway from the Parish Line to Dickery. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Ken Trahan with you on this Friday night live from the Alario Center where the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic continues with semifinal games here this evening, the championship games tomorrow. We have all four of those for you live at CrescentCitySports.com. We certainly hope you will watch them all beginning at 2 p.m. tomorrow. Hope you will. All four games to be played tomorrow. Well, of course, earlier this week, Harlan Berry of St. Martin's Episcopal verbally committed to LSU for the class of 2000. 
25, currently a junior at St. Martin's. Barry made the commitment public at the Under Armour Bowl game in Orlando. Of course, Harlan Barry ranked by most as the number one running back prospect in the country for the class of 2025. He had a tremendous junior season playing both sides of the football. Was named the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, CrescentCitySports.com, Nash Icon 106.1 FM, and Friday Night Football Metro Prep Player of the Year. I'll tell you all about the numbers in just a moment, but just very interesting listening to some of his comments. Number one, his father went to high school with Frank Wilson. So there's that. That's part of it. The connection was obvious. And Frank was relentless in recruiting him, and the tie definitely paid off. Number two, LSU's success on the field, a definitive factor. Back-to-back 10-win seasons and, of course, a national championship pretty recently in 2019 and three national championships under three head coaches in this century. Number three, Leonard Fournette. Fournette, 10 years ago, was the number one running back in the country as well. Heated recruiting process. Fournette goes to the Under Armour Bowl game. And that's where he announces that he is attending LSU. Staying in state, player from the New Orleans area, running back, staying in South Louisiana. And you look at the parallels and they're real. But you also look at them and you understand that there was a common denominator. Both players from the same area, ranked number one in the country and going to LSU. And Barry said today that he did communicate with Fournette, and he did follow Fournette's blueprint for how to do this whole thing with recruiting. So that was pretty obvious. Number four, Barry committing to LSU over Texas. Texas is the one that they had to beat out. But by the way, they still, they being LSU, have to beat out Texas because Texas is continuing to recruit Harlan Berry. They're not giving up the ship. They're going to continue to fight to try to flip the young man. Keep in mind, there's another year for Berry. He's still got another year of high school football to be played. So nothing is etched in stone. And Berry, when asked today about ruling out changing his commit in the future, he said, Quote, I haven't announced that I'm shutting it down, so I guess it's still open, end quote. Should that cause you to be nervous if you're an LSU fan? Maybe slightly, but I wouldn't put too much stock in that. There's a deep connection to LSU. And he said that he felt more love from LSU than anyone else. He said he thinks LSU can get him to the next level and that the atmosphere at Tiger Stadium and in Baton Rouge on the campus is amazing. And he talked about the history of running backs that have been successful at LSU. And he also mentioned that he wanted to commit early so he could focus on playing and trying to graduate early as well and maybe get to LSU early like many players do after the first semester of high school is complete in the senior year. The result of Barry committing to LSU places the Tigers in the top five. Some services have LSU in the top two classes for 2025 recruiting rankings at this point, Barry also talked about the moments, specific moments, specific games that really 
swung the pendulum to LSU for him. And he talked about the Alabama game in 2022, the overtime win for LSU, the special night that was, the electric atmosphere, and the dramatic victory that evening. And then he talked about this year. He said if there was any one game, it probably would have been the Auburn game and how the fan base was into it and how loud it was. And, of course, LSU blitzed Auburn and played really good that particular night, including actually on defense for the one time this year, more or less. Last but not least, with regard to Barry, look, you stay in South Louisiana. There are benefits to that, but there's also going to be tremendous positive reverberation. The responses he's gotten from all over have been tremendous. Congratulating him, thanking him. He's staying in South Louisiana, and people here really value that and think that's great. So that, that's all part of it. By the way, the New Orleans Saints are going to send Harlan Berry to the Super Bowl this year. So he gets that perk. Also, community development head Alicia Broussard Sheridan heading a Saints delegation at St. Martin's at the press conference today to present that to Harlem and his parents. So pretty special and good for the young man. Just what does Harlan Berry do? Well, I mean, again, this past year did everything for the St. Martin Saints. I mean, when you look at what he was able to accomplish this past season, it's pretty special. I mean, Harlem was a brilliant player for his team. And he did it on both sides of the ball, as mentioned. And there was no doubting what he was able to do. Ran for 2,080 yards, averaged 13.2 yards per carry, scored 37 touchdowns. He had 20 catches for 401 yards and seven touchdowns. On defense, played defensive back, he had 36 tackles, including three for loss with a sack. He also returned a fumble, 62 yards for another score. Now, keep in mind, he has another year left. But so far at St. Martin's, Barry has accounted for 7,285 yards and 114 touchdowns. Pretty special when you talk about those numbers. And, of course, speed is the biggest element of his game. I mean, Harlem is a sub-4-4 guy in the 40. And when you watch him, his acceleration is obvious. He gets to top speed quickly, but he's smooth. It's not a a stressful speed that you see. It's a stress-free speed. I mean, it's elegant. And his ability to move and move quickly is pretty impressive. So, again, really good day for Harlem to be able to do what he did in Orlando and a really good day today to come home to St. Martin's and have a chance to meet the general public, to meet the media, and put his message out there. And like I said before, I wouldn't be too caught up in the concerns about him flipping, but you can rest assured schools are going to keep trying, and most notably Texas. And you know it's not just about the schools and comparing to schools. It's about the money. What's out there? What can he get? How can he get it? Those things are clearly applicable to this scenario. And any recruiting discussion always has to include NIL money. I mean, it's where we're at. And that's why it's not just, well, I like this program better than the other one. 
I like these facilities better than the other one. You can't use the conference affiliation anymore. Texas is becoming part of the SEC. So that's not part of the discussion anymore either. It's all about do you feel comfortable, do you feel like your skills can be maximized, that you'll be able to play quickly, and are you getting the kind of compensation that you'd like to get from it? I think LSU checks all the boxes with regard to Barry. He's in that important of a player to land, so there's no doubt LSU has stepped up in many ways to make it happen, including from their collective. And he's at least to this point staying close to home in Baton Rouge to play college football. As his mother talked about today, she loves it. She said, she said, and I quote, I only have to drive 45 minutes to see him, end quote. So don't think for one second that wasn't part of this decision and part of the discussion that took place. At the end of the day, his parents said they wanted him to be happy. But again, with his father having deep ties to Frank Wilson and with Harlan being courted by LSU very early on, then that won the day. The only potential, you know, chink in the armor would be if anything happened with Brian Kelly. I do not expect that to happen. Rumors are going to stay out there, especially of Harbaugh leaves Michigan, but that would be the only thing that could possibly make any difference here, at least from where I sit right now, because my feeling is leaving St. Martin's today that this is a pretty solid commitment, even though he said what he said. You know, but I think the young man's smart. You never want to say never. You never want to just close any doors completely. I think it's imperative that you make sure that you keep yourself and your options open. Uh, and I think that's exactly what he has done in this particular situation. So, again, really impressive young man. Anybody that spent time around him is impressed with him, first and foremost, as a person, because he handles himself extremely well. Uh, he's got a very calm demeanor about him. He's got a a smartness about him that you certainly appreciate and a maturity about him for his age that is I think is pretty obvious so I think all those things are applicable when it comes to Harlem and to see him in that atmosphere in Orlando was nice to see him in that atmosphere today at his school with his coach looking on his parents the Saints his athletic director and former coach Frank Jandusa his head of school everyone there today uh, it was a really nice scenario for Harlem and we wish him nothing but the best and nothing but success moving forward. He's a really good young man and a really good young player and obviously can make a big difference in LSU if he lives up to the expectations. What does he need uh, to be the kind of player that you need to have in the SEC to be very successful at running back? I think at this point just a little more size, not, not much, maybe 10 to 15 pounds. Everything else is there, okay? The speed, the quickness, the maturity, the vision, the ability to catch the ball, all of that is there for Harlem. So. I think uh, the future is really good for the young man, and hopefully that future is at LSU. It's 504-260-1061, the number to call. We'll take one final time out here. We'll be back with some final words in just a moment as we continue with more of All Access for this Friday night. Ken Trahan with you from the Alario Center here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And as always, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Hi, it's Steve Mann. Have you heard the commercials for the Mark Patrick Stop Smoking seminars? And they said only $49.99 and it could work for you. So I thought, that's not even a week's worth of smoking. So I went. And guess what? It did work for me. You know, my friends and family are still amazed. I quit smoking. I didn't have cravings, anxiety, or weight gain. Listen, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because I'm living proof and it's 100% guaranteed. So what do you got to lose? 
I'll tell you what you got to lose. A very bad habit. Join Mark Patrick seminars and stop smoking without cravings, irritability, or weight gain. Early bird special, only $49.99 guaranteed. Don't just cut down, but stop smoking once and for all or your money back. Seminar 2 p.m. on Sunday, January 7th at the Holiday Inn Covington in Covington or at 8 p.m. on Monday, January 8th at the Holiday Inn New Orleans Airport North and IHG Hotel in Kenner. Registration 30 minutes before seminar. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. That's markpatrickseminars.com. Here's some things you probably don't know about Dudley DeBosier. I make a mean jambalaya. But I stay clear of the kitchen. My favorite way to relax is sitting down with a good book. Me? I have four kids. I haven't relaxed in 20 years. And I love a good crawfish etouffee. Heck, when I do crawfish, it's just peel and eat. But despite our differences, there's one important thing we have in common. We're lawyers who love helping people. Demand Dudley DeBosier, 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 23156599. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-216-9922. That's 1-800-216-9922. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-216-9922. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience Experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-709-7022. 800-709-7022. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, this is Racy Cooper, account executive with Cumulus New Orleans. I specialize in growing businesses, and if you want to grow your business, I'm the girl for you. At Cumulus, we have four great radio stations and an amazing selection of digital products to take your business to a new level. Simply call me at 504-919-3379 or email me at racy.cooper at cumulus.com. The consultation is free. Racy and Cumulus Media. Let's grow together. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. 
Getting set to shut it down here on this Friday night. Ken Trahan with you from the Alario Center in West Wego as the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Basketball Classic continues. We'll have the three tailgater show here tomorrow morning from 10 to noon. Ed Daniels and myself presenting that to you here. So we'll have it live from the Alario Center tomorrow morning. 